Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Talk about Big Game USA. Big Game manufactures most of the footballs that you as a high school or college kicker likely have kicked in a game and that's because they are the best they are kicker friendly and for 10 percent off your order go to big game usa scroll to the bottom of the page and type kicker footballs insert the promo code simple kick 2022 again simple kick 2022 for 10 percent off your kicking football order in the team that had blocked a punt in the game, they went on to be victorious. And I took the whole, at the time, 128 or so uh, FBS uh, teams, and 80% of those teams that had blocked a kick in the game went on to win. And, and going in the spring is that when we did hit our goal of catching the ball and, and getting 10 yards, or we blocked a punt and had it an explosive play, it was a 98% chance to score on the next draft. Listen, it's hard to win. And the uh, margin for victory is so thin. Um, and these are guaranteed plays you're going to have in the game. As a former kicker at LSU in Rice, I am passionate about helping kickers reach their potential. And on this episode, we focus on special teams as a whole. So sit back, relax, but also get your notepad ready because two of the brightest young special teams coordinators spill the beans on how they use special teams to win football games. Lee, hit the theme. Welcome to Simple Kicking with your host, James Harrison. Roundtable number two from uh, the 2023 AFCA convention. I have a really interesting show for you guys today because it's a, a top special teams coordinator, a young guy who's ro- making his uh, rise in the ranks because of his scheme, his passion, and his ability to recruit uh, really solid specialists, not just kickers. And then also a young special teams coordinator at the high school rank with a blue blood program in the great state of Texas. So it's my pleasure to welcome Doug Deacon, special teams coordinator at San Diego State, and Blake Dunham, special teams coordinator at Austin Westlake. Gentlemen, welcome to the special teams lounge. We've got some like loungy, groovy music in the background here at this uh, downtown Charlotte hotel. Um, man, let's 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 jump into this roundtable. Uh, you guys have had a really good uh, uh, few couple few years. What's it like being around really good kickers, and what do those guys have in common? Oh, that's a great question, and uh, several things in my mind. Uh, one is their competitors. Uh, what I love best is they're really football players that just so happen to be elite or very good at meshing the ball with their foot. Um, but the common guys are, are football players, uh, especially at San Diego State. They get treated that way. They lift with the team. They run with the team. They're not banished off to another field. Um, they're sweating and bleeding and working with the uh, rest of the team and uh, earn their way that way. And then uh, they compete, and they earn, earn playing time. And when the lights are on, they let it rip. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think 
you know, trying to find those kids. Obviously, it's a uh, it's a specialty specialty position and a, a unique thing to do. Not everybody can do it. Uh, but like Coach said, uh, you know, finding your way and carving your way in the off season and through the summer, and that's really kind of where you get your mold as becoming, you know, uh, uh, just another member of the football team um, and earning the trust of your teammates when you're you're sweating and grinding with those guys, just like anybody else. And so. I think you know that's that's very important to have that piece of it, that competitive piece of just being a being a football player. So Westlake is where Justin Tucker kicked. Justin Tucker, yep. So is there like a big fat head on the wall where like every kid walks by and says, "I want to be Justin Tucker"? Yeah, there, there should be. Uh, there, there certainly should be. But uh, yeah, he's you know he's still uh, obviously highly regarded uh, in that town, and his his parents are still involved in the community, and uh, his mother and father take pictures at at the games. But uh, yeah, he's he's a legend there. Well, both you guys were special teamers. Um, you know, that's how you guys got onto the field in your college ranks, and now this is what you guys are doing professionally. Um, what What is it behind your special teams unit? And this is where we're going to talk a little bit more scheme this year. Blake, you've had a, a really illustrious career with, with your coaching. How many blocks have you all had in the last three years? Uh, well, it's been trending downwards, but uh, it's uh, we had uh, my last year at Argyle, we had nine uh, in 20, 2020, and then uh, eight last year in 21 and then seven seven this year seven blocks right. and, th- and then that was on what punt punt block yeah he only had seven punts blocked yeah, last no year. big deal yeah. <laughs> kind of changes the game <laughs> <laughs> and what about you what about at san diego state what's been a kind of a highlight with with your unit that you're really proud of and we're talking punt block and anything return here. anything oh gosh i mean it it's finding the right guys i think that starts in fall camp uh, in spring ball and then into fall camp you get the incoming class uh, see what they can do um because that's a specialized thing. I'm talking pump block and return here. And um, guys that can get to the block point, I think that incorporates they have to have a great get off. You either have it or you don't. And if you can't get there, and the biggest thing you tell the punt unit is operation time. That's the biggest jump from high school to college is operating with great speed, efficiency, getting the ball away. Uh, that's the number one thing in my mind. Yeah, you got to be able to hit the ball, but to really separate yourself, and we're talking like what's the difference and why you have – uh, great kickers and punters and specialists. It starts with the snap. Uh, if you don't have that piece to it, then you're like Forrest Gump back there. You never know what you're going to get, right? And box of chocolates, high snap, low snap, and now the punter's completely out of rhythm and get the ball away. Um, but as far as schematically, it has everything to do with the players uh, and f- identifying which guys have that great get off. And then secondly, the technique and just taking it off the foot. You know, we call it roller coaster hands. You get there and all it's like a, it's very unnatural skill. And the human nature is to either flinch or turn your head. And it's like, well, men, you know, and I always come up to them and bump them on the face with a flat palm on their face mask. Okay, that's the hardest and, and most uh sound equipment you have on and yeah it'll stun you you know like if, it, if you don't block it with your hands and it goes off of you you know it's like you're a hero like you know it'll it'll stun you for a second but uh so that's a lot of fun to drill and you see which guy it's very evident after just a few reps which guys take to it and which guys are gonna could do it a hundred times and they just aren't the same as the select you know i'd say anywhere from like two to eight guys and eight if you're lucky that have that incorporated get off um, technique, hands, and um, fearlessness, yeah. kind of. Yeah, definitely being a, a fearless player, you can kind of identify some of those guys. We try to do the same thing in the spring, um, starting with a wider range, you know, just how many guys can we incorporate in these in these types of drills and circuits and things like that, but, but then starting to hone in and identify, okay, yeah, here's our two guys that we think are the best at it. Here's our eight guys uh, that we think are the best at it, and 
you know, ultimately I'm going to celebrate a, a block punt, whether you block it with your big toe, your butt or your forehead, you know what I mean? Yeah. But we're going to practice the correct technique and talk about it throughout the week and, and our game study and film, and then obviously rep it, rep it in practice and, and celebrate it when we do it. And, you know, believe that if we're blocking them in practice and we're practicing it in, uh, in practice and we're talking about it in film, that hopefully it's going to translate to, to getting it done on, on Friday nights. So I just want to call something out. At the end of the day, you guys are y'all are coaches, right? But with coaching is teaching. But with teaching, you need time to do it. You guys are typically limited on how much time y'all get with the players, especially when they're in school, and then you guys are fighting with offense and defense. So when you're talking about those two to eight guys, Coach Deacon or Coach Tom, y- y'all can you know jump in wherever. How are you guys able to you know teach this scheme? and then do it in such a little amount of time so that they can execute it. What's been working for you guys? Because both of you all have had a ton of success with it. Well, Coach Dunham said, he'd said, you know, a circuit, like a block circuit. So you make it high repetition um, in a limited space. So for us, you know, at the block point, we start from five yards away. Um, and it's just strictly the hand portion of it. Then you back them up to 10 yards, and now it's the full get off and everything of that nature. But it's a very rapid fire. You got all your assistant coaches helping with this, uh, and you got multiple lines going. So in a five minute period, uh, with I'd say anywhere from 30 to 50 guys, uh, so you're you're training everyone. Um, that you get, you know, 10 lines going of five, you know, in, in that instance, and you're getting 20 reps and and. Like I said, it becomes very evident to you who has the knack for it. And then also on the video system, we've got a clock on it. So as you watch the drills back, yeah. you can literally get the time from the, the cue of the snap to them getting to 10 yards and, and all that on identifying those really special two to eight. And hopefully you have more, but generally speaking, you're looking at kind of those uh, select few that just have the incorporated uh, get off good technique and identifies guys that are going to be your guys that can really get to the block point. And there's anywhere between two or eight guys in, in you think? In, in the last five years, that's, that's been what I've found. Now, guy, you hope you have more now, and that's your job, and to teach it, but um, the speed element of it. Again, t- op- teams are operating it right at two seconds or less. Uh, and then you've got usually have two to three personal protectors that are standing in front, so it's never a straight-line shot unless there's a complete bust in protection, which you always hope for and why you see great success uh, and ultimately getting there. It's usually the punt team messing up. But the elite, the two to eight that I'm talking about are the ones that can defeat the block or, you know, buy their get off, get slip a block uh, and then be able to maneuver and actually get to the block point, bend the edge, uh, those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, maximizing time, I think, is is a crucial, crucial piece to, to special teams. Like you mentioned, I mean, you're. Um, you're operating out of, out of a less time and you're trying to bring guys that are playing other positions to, you know, get a grasp for a new scheme and, and hopefully on multiple phases, right? You're playing guys um, not just on your punt block team, but hopefully that guy's contributing on kickoff or kickoff return. Um, so just trying to find out and, you know, carve out those um, – when you get those those windows, how can we maximize that time in practice? And like Coach said, the circuits splitting up the field, um, it will keep it in the family for, for punt block, for example, but – Coach said, you know, we got eight, ten lines going, starting at the block point, uh, zero steps, just working the hand pieces, then backing it up to a one step, uh, and you're just trying to get rapid fire as, as many as you can get in before you back up. 
uh, while that's going on, our specialists, our long snappers getting, they're still practicing the punt piece of it. But for a punt return circuit, now our returners are on the other end of the field. They're getting their work in, catching distraction drills or one step or dummies and, you know, things like that, letting the, letting the ball, making a decision uh, backed up, things like that. Um, and then, you know, the on the line of scrimmage piece, um, the clamp, the pin, the wheel, the transition, the finish phase is just trying to break all those down and instead of one teaching it's you're getting that as many as you as many reps as you can get in two or three minutes and then we're rotating you're going going to the next spot and just really trying to break that down into all four phases you know all four core phases um, breaking them down in, into small groups like that when you look into all the work that you guys have done again that, that what you just heard from was Blake Dunham special teams coordinator at Austin Westlake we have Doug Deacon special teams coordinator at San Diego State when you look back at all this like work that you're putting in and you look at the results of what you're getting out of it, what kind of impact does it make on the team and the culture as a whole? It's game changing. And in that circuit, guys, maybe they aren't the elite at it, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and you make it fun and it's what you make it. And <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll tell you what, it happens in the game. It is game changing as a GA for Coach Long. Uh, at San Diego State, you know, he had me do a study, and uh, this was back in 2012, and the result, the game result in the team that had blocked a punt in the game, they went on to be victorious, and I took the whole, at the time, 128 or so uh, FBS uh, teams, and 80% of those teams that had blocked a kick in the game went on to win. 80%. That's a, yeah, that's that's an excellent stat. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I think as you know, kind of trying to, to create a little bit of that culture of it's a team within a team, you know, and, and getting guys to buy in to be special teams guys and making it fun for them. But yeah, it's, it's nuggets like that. That guy might not be your all conference or all district starting linebacker, but maybe he's got some other traits and skills that he can do to make a huge contribution to the football team and, and go on to, you know, win the game for us. Um, I, I like, I try to use as many little nuggets of data-driven decisions like that of, hey, here's a goal that we're trying to get on, on every punt return. Or here's a goal on, on every kickoff well, what's, where we're trying to hit. What's some of those nuggets? Could uh, you share yeah, those? Yeah, I mean, our, our goal if, if we get a catchable kick is, is to get a first down. Catch the ball and get a first down. What does that mean? return the ball for 10 yards okay yeah offense didn't even take the field and and the special teams unit just got him a first down worth of field position okay yeah and then that's ultimately what it comes back to is is the field position game right you can you could take any league of of football and and start at the zero yard line and go all the way to the to the plus one and your percentage should be getting a, a higher chance of being able to score the closer you get to the end zone right so I mean, that's, that's the game within the game. We're trying to steal as many of those, that, that hidden yardage within the game as we can. Um, so in our coverage units, obviously, trying to pin them as deep as we possibly can. In our return units, trying to uh, increase that average for our offense, right? Um, and just kind of a, a follow the, follow the money type, type stat, right? Uh-huh. Um, and like Coach was saying, we're doing some breakdown this spring. Um, one goal that I going back and found that I'm really excited to share with the kids when we get back and, and going in the spring is that when we did hit our goal of catching the ball and, and getting 10 yards or we blocked a punt and had it an explosive play, it was a 98% chance to score on the next drive. Wow. So, you know, as many of those little nuggets that you can have, that's a great thing to show a kid to, hey, how, how can you contribute to helping us win? Hey, play on our, our punt block team and, and, and achieve this, right? Um, uh, 
I think it's it's huge to just kind of building that building that culture and camaraderie around this is how it correlates to winning the game. So when you're recruiting kids, Coach Deacon, uh, I don't know the wide receiver. I mean, I'm just thinking your typical offense defense. How much does that discussion come up? Like, hey, can you do you play teams? Heck yeah, I think that's uh, at least for me, um, <laughs> it's a deciding factor. That tells wow. that tells us as a staff that that staff can't take him off, doesn't want to, and and more importantly, the young man doesn't want to come off the field either. Wow, he's so valuable to the team. He loves football so much, and you and you, when you go to the games live, um, and you see him breathing real hard because here he was on offense, and then he covered on punt, and then he's out there starting on defense. Those are the really, in my mind the really special and sometimes the deciding factor between two guys that are even they both run you know excellent you know straight line times you sure. know in the 40 and yeah. and are, are all the measurables but you know it's kind of what's between the rib cage there and how much you love the game well that's to me that's very much one factor um, that can really help you when you are even with another peer that's right. trying to get your scholarship right there any, any explosive plays or any you know memorable special teams not just we typically talk about kicking here and punting, but is there anything that comes comes to mind or a big kickoff return that you know you guys you know remember or gets you fired up or something that is on your recruiting reel? Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we had we had a, we had a few this year that uh, you know are big staple moments for us. I think just for years to come to kind of be able to show those kids uh, and future teams how you can flip a game, you know, and and win the momentum and and things like that. Um, one that stands out in my mind uh, this year was the first round of the playoff game. Uh, we went down seven nothing. Uh, first drive came down right down the field, scored, and uh, on the ensuing kickoff, we answered and went ninety nine to the house uh, on the on the next kickoff return, and then never looked back. You know, from that point, and game was, just, it was, it was game just, was over. It was a spark. Yeah, it was. You know, we we answered and. Um, this, the sideline erupted, and it was all right. Here we go, and then we can reset. And you know, obviously, there's still a lot of football to be played, but um, you know, things like that, big explosive plays, can definitely flip a game uh, in a hurry. Yeah, for us, it was a middle of the year conference game, San Jose State. They're at our house, um, and they go up 14 nothing, just like that in the first quarter. And you know, staff were like, oh man, we're not, we're not re-, like our guys, we're not ready to go. And uh, the first kickoff return attempt of the game, uh, San Jose might as well have had 12 on the field because our front line uh, player dropped so deep and the San Jose State player covered so fast and hard. Uh, he ended up tackling our own return because he took such a deep angle to go try and block his assignment that he ended up running into our kick ret- uh, returner. Uh, but we go down 14 nothing, and that same player, he comes to something, you know, he's obviously coach, you know, I messed up, I didn't take a good angle, all those good things, those coachable moments. Yeah, he knew it. And we get back on the mat, uh, and they take the field and then go for a 90-plus yard kick return. And uh, just like Coach Dunham said, the sideline erupts and totally switch the momentum. And those are the the explosive plays coach talks about you know in your goals and not every return is going to be to the house uh, so for us and coach brought up a great point the hidden yardage for the kickoff return unit our value is making sure the offense has better than the minus 25 yeah. yard line field position yeah otherwise we might as well fair catch and touch back and offense 100 percent gets the ball to get at the 25 yeah. so anything beyond that's your hidden yardage. so you get tackled at the 26 that's a plus one hidden yardage but uh talking about big play it's like uh can't think of a better moment there this season when he 
Jordan Bird, I mean, he's a 10-3, 100-meter runner. So we were talking about, you know, recruiting and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you can't coach that. No. And all of a sudden, you're a hell of a coach, Coach yep. Deacon. You know, way to go. What a return. Yep. Well, uh, he, he outran several guys. And, you know, and then on the film, you got guys that were finishing. Yeah. We have a player from Last Chance U, Laney College, transferred in this year, uh-huh. one year left of eligibility, and he found his way on, on the special teams. And he not only achieves his block to spring it, he sprints his butt all the way down the field to then just get uh, a block down the field. And those are the things you really celebrate too. Everyone on the team knows how fast uh, Jordan uh, is, the kick returner, but it's like those are the moments to me too that um, are a lot of fun to celebrate and everyone sees that on your team. And it just means the world um, to the players too that that aren't the returner and specialist. And I think one of the things that Coach Dunham touched on too, um, you know, incorporating guys and they may be your fourth linebacker and he doesn't sniff the field on defense but boy when it's punt punt block and return kickoff kickoff return can't tell you how many guys on our roster that they're in the top 10 in point production uh, and getting a point for for achieving their block and that gives them the opportunity and as they're against their peers and as you're evaluating and telling them and guys are coming to my office that are not the starter at their position and like how do I get on how do I want to get on the field well those point production also gives them real-time feedback on where you stand well I think you are a great special teams player but but quite frankly uh, your teammate here has 50 uh, production points in the game because he does his job knows how to do it and he plays with incredible effort consistently yeah I want to piggyback on on coach real quick, and I'd, I'd love to hear more about like your point scale and how you how you structure that. But um, when coach was alluding to the uh, highlighting the plays that's not the returner, right? Uh, you know, we we're in a similar situation where we had a very dynamic, great player, gifted player, but it's those moments like coach talked about when you do spring that big one. It's going back and find who is selling out for their team downrange, downfield, you know, painting your back, pulling off, not getting a clip, um, and, and that selling out effort and, and just the small details, fundamentals that you spend time and talk about, and you see that stuff show up on tape to be able to to give that that fourth linebacker props and, and a pat on the back for, man, that was a touchdown. Touchdown. You know? And, and it, it doesn't matter who was back there returning that. We could have had eight different guys back there returning that, but the result would have been the same before playing with that kind of effort and attention to detail. But, Coach, if you don't mind, go uh, back into your, your point production. What, what categories are you hitting and the, how do you split those points up and things like that? Yeah, what you're doing on pump block and returns, what we're doing at San State in terms of the circuit drill and how you're incorporating not only the block element to it, but the at the line of scrimmage, the hold-up phase, um, the down the field as you were talking about, and then sustaining it, let alone your returners working all those situations. So in, in getting to the point scale of it, um, the guys that aren't the returner are getting points for um we call them pins at the line of scrimmage so keeping your man at the line of scrimmage and uh the ball's punted and your man's at the line of scrimmage that's a point uh if he is within five yards downfield of the line of scrimmage and he's in square he's in phase he's in a good position that'd be considered a pin as well then the downfield portion another opportunity for point we call it the finish um is that you sustain the block your man ultimately didn't make the play uh and you're in great position between your man and the returner uh so that'd be worth a point um, and for us, the goal is to um, for the opponent to net less than 40. That, and we deem every special team, whether a win or a loss, and 
evaluate it based on that hidden yardage. So our standard, uh, we use 40 yards. If you net 40 yards on punt, um, you are in a very efficient and very good punt unit. To your point where you talked about field position, that's four first downs mm-hmm. that the now the opponent offense has to go, uh, depending where you punted from, that's statistically significant in that opponent offense ultimately scoring on the ensuing drive. So on punt block and return, the unit gets a point if the opponent just net under 40 yards. So not every ball is going to be that return ball like you're talking about, and he fair catches it at a 36-yard net punt. Well, that's a point for uh, the pump block and return team. Anytime they start netting over 40, that's a minus. Right. Because um, you hope that when teams are netting over 40, you have those return opportunities because they've outkicked their coverage. Sure. And you did a great job at the line of scrimmage, um, making sure no one's in the face of the returner. Right. Uh, so that's an example of the point uh, scale system. And then as far as return, um, you know, anything over 10 yards, like you said, that would be that's considered big time, like you said, an explosive play. So that's plus three, not only for the returner, but the 10 other teammates out there busting their tail uh, to make sure that happens so um that's why it's uh, it's been awesome uh the guys get really fired up and again it's a way to uh you talk about grading your guys or at least telling them where they stand uh are we winning the play or are we losing the play and then as a coach well we're losing more often than not is that scheme is it personnel uh why are we not why are we having to fair catch well in my mind if they're netting under 40 yards it's like that does, that that may not tell you that you know they are doing a great job at line scrimmage. Quite frankly, the coverage team only had to run 30 yards. Right. Um, so those are just things incorporating kind of a lot of here um, that just in terms of point grading it and then feedback to your players and like and to yourself as the coach like who are who who's producing um, and if you got a guy that's ending up in minus points rewatch is like why is it a technique deal you know uh, or is it effort you know. And if it's effort, then you, you need to find the best, another guy, uh, you know, bring him in, let him, you know, obviously tell him that and he'll see it. The team will see it. Um, but that's uh, what I was going to ask. Is it, is that something that y'all post that's visible? Oh uh, yeah. That kid walks in day oh, after yeah. the game and right, you right know, on the board, right yeah. as you walk in the locker right room. on front street. And yeah. then that's our, you know, uh, uh, every week, you know, post game, you know, like did, did we win the play or not? And so we had a record uh, in the game, you know, so we went, you know, 18, eight and three. And so those three ties would be like draws where you kick a touchback. So I count those as draws because now the opponent's at the 25, um, you know, it could technically be a win, but yeah, we made the opponent net less than 40 yards, four of their five punts. So that's four wins, one loss. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. So yeah. how do we get you guys to get more time? Like more periods in practice, more time in the off season. When are we? I mean, when is it going to be truly like one third, one third, and one third evenly distributed? When we're talking, when you guys are, if y'all are saying it's this important, Coach Deacon did a study as a GA. Eighty percent of the time that there is a blocked punt, that team goes on to win. Ninety-eight percent of the time, Coach Dunham found, is you know you guys have an explosive play, it turns into a a score right so when is are things changing is it like we've god rest his soul mike mike leach was a frontier for offense and what he did on the game was a huge impact what's the special teams frontier that hasn't been fully explored and exploited are we talking about it (laughs) i mean is this it (laughs) that's a good question um And, you know, coach could probably go on, you know, better about the the collegiate level. I think just in the time that I've been coaching high school football, I have seen that grow. I think it is growing on just from, you know, even when I first started 
teams not necessarily even having a designated special teams coordinator. Um, and that's something that's still fairly common, I think, that happens at places, and that's kind of uh, to each their own, if you, how, how you're splitting that up. It's, at the end of the day, it's going to take everyone. You're going to need multiple people, just like you know, players and coaches alike, to get it done. Um, but I have seen that change uh, since, since I've been coaching of um, teams consistently getting better uh, on tape, being more multiple um, you know, and, and protections and formations and, and that ultimately making it, you know, more challenging to, to prepare for and having to, to be a little bit more sophisticated yourself. Um, I know coach, you guys are battling that every week. You're not probably going to go into a game and know exactly, uh, nobody's lining up in the same punt formation and the same, in the same punt protection throughout the course of the game. Um, so I think in that sense, yes, I do think it probably is growing. Um, but and this point sheet that you have, I mean, your head, your head guy is seeing how clear the difference of your unit is making on the outcome of the game. Listen, it's hard to win. And <laughs> yeah. the um, margin for victory is so thin. Um, and these are guaranteed plays you're going to have in the game. You know, I'd love to say we don't, we're not going to have to punt in the game. That's yeah. usually you're winning uh, or, or, or <laughs> you're down and you're not punting. You're just yeah. going for it, right, one or the other. But uh-huh. um, you're kicking the ball off. Uh, you have opportunities to return it. Um, and those are, are game-changing plays. So uh, for us and a huge deal is that our head coach makes a huge deal about it. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you want more time and always. But at the end of the day, as I, you know, talk to more coaches, you know, like what are you doing, how much time, it's very – uniform is it's not where i've never heard uh, a university really spending uh, more than the time we talked about like having those drills in and it's like eight to ten minutes and mm-hmm. that, that's what you got so opt optimize it um and then and then you know keep it simple um that's a huge thing for us and it's a big deal our head coach is is heavily involved in it uh, and, and believes in it and clearly it resonates when the with the players and why you create a point system it's like you, you're showing them yeah you're not you're not uh pumping hot air here on oh it's important it's important it's like no Clearly, uh, you know, we, we uh, had the opponent net less than 40. The resulting drive for San Jose State was a touchdown. We won by three points, yeah. right? So those are just you, – you can literally show that those are directly cor- correlating to you winning and losing games. So, um, yeah, it's, it's super important. Your head coach buy-in, uh, that's critical. Um, and then just optimizing the time. Yeah. Everyone wants more time. Everyone in the country wants more time. Well, then uh, evaluate what you're doing and what you do well and who can do it well and uh, optimize those like Coach Dunn was talking about with a circuit drill um, and then and then go get after it. Yeah, you know, definitely top top to bottom being huge, That, that just being a, a program statement that it's something that you're going to be passionate about and, and the margin of error being very, very small. Um, and then I like what you said too about it, it being simple um, because of that time, it's that I think that's one of the constant battles I face is, um, you know, simple versus predictable, right? And that um, how can we get all these different kids that play these different positions to all understand uh, what we're trying to accomplish in these different phases, right? So trying to have some universal language um, that things can, whether you're a, a kickoff cover guy or a punt cover guy, those things marry together. Techniques and uh, and punt return uh, marrying with uh, – techniques in in the return game um and and keeping it simple for those guys so you can ultimately maximize maximize that time well we've got about a minute left in this in this round table and talking about maximizing the time 
what you guys did here was definitely elevating the game. I mean, normally here we're here talking about kickers and punters and skinny posts and data, but I think what we're really uncovering is is that you guys are excellent teachers of this game, and you guys do it in a very very limited amount of time, and it is crucial to the game's results. So. Blake Dunham, special teams coordinator at Austin Westlake in Austin, Texas. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having Doug us. Doug Deacon, special teams coordinator at San Diego State. And any closing statements you guys have? We got about a minute left, uh, and I'll I'll leave the floor open. You got it. Well, I I first want to thank you. Uh, we utilize the uh, pro posts at San Diego State this season, uh, and Jack Browning. Uh, uh, took the helm here in the kicking duties in all three for us and was 80% on field goal. Uh, and that's our, that again, we talk about like what our goals, what's winning the play. And I think if you're over 80%, um, that's big time. And uh, th those pro posts made a huge difference. So thanks coach Harrison Jr. You came down to San Diego State, installed yourself. I mean, uh, these things are, are effective. And uh, I know we didn't talk a lot of kickers and punters. I want to thank you for creating platform. It, it is important. And just as we started this session and said, they have everything to do with your success. Your specialist starts with the snap. The punter can't, the kicker can't kick it until that ball's snapped and getting a guy and training that and identifying those guys, um, you're critical. Uh, for all position players out there, it's like you learn how to long snap, you create more value for yourself and more opportunity to earn roster spots uh, across the country. And if uh, at kicking and punting, uh, ask the coach what they're looking for. I get so many in the recruiting process, you start watching guys, and I call them logo shots. They start kicking field goals from midfield, right? <laughs> to show logo their, shots. To, sh <laughs> to, share, to share their leg strength, right? Yeah. And their prowess. And I always ask them, how many of those 50 plus yard attempts yeah. did you do in this year? You know, and they may have had one or two, it was end of half, end of game. Uh -huh. um, but it's very limited. So be great. And anytime that now I can tell the offensive coordinator and head coach that you're an 80% make, if you get that ball across the 35 or 30 yard line, that's that's game changing because now their play calling on third down uh, is to get across those yard lines and you're worth three points to the team. Um, so those are those are things that I'm getting on a tangent here, but wanted to say thank you and, and just uh, reiterate to listeners and the and young men and women that are out there, you know, as specialists, like you are critical again to that slim margin of victory. And all the guys that aren't, you know, the kicker, punter, long snappers, uh, your value uh, is tremendous, tremendously boosted exponentially um, when you play with great effort and uh, get after it on special teams and your team's opportunity to win or lose the game. James, yeah, thanks a lot, man, for, for having us on. Your, your passion for teams, uh, for, all, for those listening, um, check, check James out and everything that he's, everything he's doing with, with Simple Kicking. It's awesome, and uh, appreciate you having us on, man. I had a great time. So if I'm a, a coach or a friend or a fan, how do I follow you, Coach Dunham? Where, where can I find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. That's the only uh, – only social media I'm on. Uh, I think I have a weird handle. It's like Blake underscore W underscore Dunham. Okay. I didn't know that was going to travel with me forever when I first uh, first made it. But, yeah, Blake Dunham on Twitter at uh, Austin Westlake. And what about you, Coach Deacon? Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter is the best. It's at Coach Deacon, D-E-A-K-I-N, uh, S-D-S-U.
Perfect. Well, we're here at the uh, 2023 AFCA convention. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. Uh, best of luck this offseason and continued success on the special teams part of the game, which is so critical to determining wins and losses. Boys, this was a blast, and we'll have to do it again sometime really soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, James. You're thank welcome. You.